Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Today, you're going to be hearing an interview I had with my friend, Carrie Gormley. Now, I say interview with a bit of hesitation because our conversation absolutely did not start out that way. Carrie is a certified applied positive psychology practitioner, coach, and trainer, and a fellow podcaster. Her show's The Flourishing Experiment, by the way, so be sure to go check that out after you listen to this episode. But as I was saying, I was having a Zoom call with Carrie, and we were just chatting to catch up on a few things, and I had mentioned that I had just passed my one-year mark on the podcast. So she started to ask me some questions and then went, wait, 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 wait. We need to record this, and so we shifted into recording mode and went from there. I know, that's a pretty ADHD way to record a podcast. In this episode, you'll get to hear about some of my lessons learned from podcasting for one year. We talk about some of my systems I use, gratitude, and get into things like how long it takes for me to produce an episode from start to finish. For show notes for this episode, you can go to hackingyouradhd.com slash one year. Before we get started, I also wanted to let everyone know about the ADHD Rewired Live Q&A. On the second Tuesday of every month, I join Eric Tivers of ADHD Rewired and Brendan Mahan of ADHD Essentials at 10.30 a.m. Pacific for a live Q&A, where we'll answer any questions that you might have about living your best ADHD life. The next one is coming up next week on November 10th. I always love doing the Q&As, and this month we're going to be joined by the hosts of two new podcasts that are joining the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. So if you've got questions, make sure to go and register at ADHDRewired.com slash events. Hope to see you there. All right, keep on listening to find out how you can get to know me better. Yeah, let's go with that one. Will, you did it. A whole year of podcasting. Congratulations. I am in awe. How does it feel? It was really good to have... With the whole ADHD thing, you don't always know if you're going to keep on something. The beginning is like, of course, I'm going to keep doing this. And so but then like looking back and being like, yeah, I actually did. I didn't stop. I did have a couple of breaks and stuff, but most of them were planned ahead of time, which is also good to do because I didn't plan on doing that in the beginning. And then I was like, wait, you got to do that kind of thing. Can't just work forever for no reason. But yeah, it feels really good to have done a whole year now. Just seeing like the quality increase with like, oh yeah, I could, this is so much easier for me to do, even though it doesn't feel that way either. Getting better is so incremental, it's hard to tell that I was getting better. But be, if like I go back and like listen to an earlier episode, I'm like, wow, this is much better. <laughs> that is wow, that is awesome, and that you can also celebrate it. Like I hear it. I don't. I'm not relying on anyone else to tell me this. Like I can hear a difference. That's so cool. And you said to us, said to me, uh, it's like I have a partner in crime here. You said to me before, um, I get to work on myself every week. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's definitely been helpful for being like, well, because there's part of me that's like, I should be like, that's worried about being a hypocrite on the podcast, being like telling people to do things that I'm not doing myself. Part of me is being like, that will op- absolutely happen. There will be times that I fall off habits that I told people are great or, you know, be like, hey, I'm doing this thing that's great for me. And then now I'm not doing it anymore. But I get that weekly reminder that like, hey, I can do these are things I do to work on myself 
I get the, sometimes I'll like head into an episode being like, this is something I want to work on. I'm going to learn about it and then share what I've learned. Research is research. That is awesome. What, um, besides like that you keep on are doing it and you have this continuation, you had the plan breaks, anything else that's been surprising for you? Let's see. Kind of surprising how there was this question in the back of my head, like, okay, so I'm writing these episodes. That means I'm writing like all the time. Am I going to run out of ideas? Is that going to be a sticking point? And it really, really has not been at all. Like I kind of like was like, it'll be fine. And it really was. I mean, I still have things pop out to my head being like, man, I don't know what I'm doing this week. And then being like, I have lists and lists of topic ideas. It's more finding something that's interesting enough for me to do that week than it is for me being with lack of ideas. I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I want to say thank you because my podcast has a lot of interviews and I didn't have any in the bank. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a single one. And then I was listening to your episode about imperfection and about this phrase of how you do anything is how you do everything. And you calling like BS on it. And I was like, yeah. And so then I was like, I'm going to do that. And then all of a sudden I had 15 different quotes and this is going to be one mother episode or, or I can break it into three and sure enough. And now there's an interview that I just got that so good, which I think may interrupt the three part series because it's timely. It's regarding the election. Um, <laughs> but you don't, I mean, it's so true. And you've said this on your, your, on your podcast is you don't know until you start doing it. And the best way to learn is to actually do, I mean, we yeah. can research the hell of it and look for that perfect app. The perfect app is the one you use and it helps you do what you want to do, how you want to show up in this world. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. So, so tricky. What are, what are the, some of those cornerstone habits that you have that you feel like this keeps everything like the train on the tracks and keeps it going? Let's see. Setting up like templates for myself to start things from. So instead of like just being like, I'm going to, start writing a script, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pre-write what I'm working on, where I look up questions I have and see what ideas work together and which ones don't. Uh, this is often when I realize that an episode needs to be split into two, as I'll be doing the pre-write and be like, man, there's too many ideas here. It's so much easier to chop stuff off before I write it, <laughs> rather than after being like, I like that part, but it does not fit. And so the the pre-writing is not something I did in the beginning. I just would like do more editing. Um, I do a lot less editing now, so that saves me a lot of time. There's the like writing editing, and then there's like the talking it out and being like, this does not sound natural. I need to use different words here. And so a lot of my writing is like, instead of writing straight scripts, I'm writing more bullet points and things, which also saves a ton of time. But yeah, the pre-writing and having like an organizational system to be like, knowing what I'm going to work on when I come into my office so that I'm not sitting down and being like, what's today? <laughs> um, and I do think I could work on that more so that I can start. I'm mostly focused on the content creation side of things, but there's all the other stuff I need to do with there's the social media stuff. I not that active on there because it's not, I'm not very social social. I'm not social, very, naturally 
and then I've lost track of what or what question I was answering. Um, some of the things <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I'm actually thinking too, like, what are some of the things that keep your train down the track? So having those templates and you'd like to do more templates oh, yeah. and then maybe certain self-care do you have, um, everything is about keystone habits, right. In the dominoes that we talked about, mm-hmm. once you do this, then this, and this happens. What are some of those things that are keystone habits that are domino collapsers for you? Let's see. Having that, the deadline for episodes is helpful. Even though I know it doesn't make much of a difference if I put an episode up late or miss a week, I know my, my audience will understand that. I still want to do my best to stay on track as well as I can. Like I've written an entire episode about deadlines because they are great for keeping you on track. And so uh, having that deadline for week to week has been really important for me because it gets, it gets me to keep going. And, and so it's like this forced level of planning that really helps. Um, And then there's also like the limiting the amount of time I have to work on episodes. I try not to work at home as much as I can. Like, I know I, I can do editing at home. I cannot do writing at home. With writing, I have to have the flow of my thoughts going from one sentence to the next, and my kids will not let me have that editing. I can be like, take a break and be like, okay, what, what, what do you guys need right now? Limiting the amount of time I work has really helped me focus in on what is important to work on. So like being like, okay, today I know if I want to have an episode done, I have to have a certain amount of writing done before certain points in the week. That way I can like record like Thursday, edit on Friday, and then it's ready to put up with all the other little things that need to happen then. I hear you. It's, uh, it's kind of like the saying, if you want something done, ask a busy person. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause they'll have a certain amount of time. And that's the greatest thing with having that deadline. It's like, okay, we're not, we can't go for perfection here. And, and hopefully it provides value and someone wants to, to keep on listening and it help, hopefully makes, you know, their life, their life better. What are mm-hmm. some things do you think listeners would be surprised to hear about you? Well, that I'm writing by the seat of my pants that I don't have <laughs> in my dreams. I have a runway of episodes so that I'm not, posting i'm not working on the episode that's coming out next week that week uh, i i have trouble finding myself getting ahead I, I i've done it a couple times and then being ahead has let me slow down and then i find myself needing to get back onto the seat of my pants getting things finished ah because because when i do have that like downtime it's like oh i can do i can do other things which i mean it does has helped being like okay now i can start up the Patreon, I can start up uh, doing more stuff around uh, some other updates on my website, and you know, answering more email and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sure they'd also be kind of a little surprised. I read everything that people res- uh, send in. I don't respond to it all because I am very bad at responding to email. <laughs> uh, so it's like you have emailed me. I am planning on replying to you. I just haven't gotten there yet. Yet, 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 yet. Yeah, and it almost sounds like maybe the templates could kind of help you out, you know, where there are certain sentences that use in text expander. And then if someone says, oh, you helped me, you know, feel better about when my bunny died, then, of course, you could type in, I'm sorry to hear about your bunny. Yeah. But then they have, 
text expanders for the other things. Yeah, it's definitely something I've thought about. I just haven't done yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's that, that initial I investment of time to make it happen. I know, I know, I know, but it has ripples. I always feel like we should have a study hall because there are so many templates that I've wanted to do and this idea of getting ahead. And then when you do, you're like, you feel great. And then <laughs> the streak sometimes doesn't last like as long as, as, as you would hope. I wonder if people would love to hear how long it takes you to do an episode, like from idea to uploaded to Libsyn. So a writing is the most time consuming part. Uh, Ideally, I spend about an hour pre-writing, sometimes two, uh, just because I get it's the most fun part. Yeah, um, I'm not actually that. writing. I'm sometimes copy and pasting stuff from the web. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I like this idea. I'm not going to use their words, but I like their idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do have like this part of my brain, like, please don't plagiarize someone. Please don't plagiarize someone <laughs> in an accident. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, then I'll go in and write the script uh, from there, which is sometimes more bullet points, sometimes more actual prose where I'm just like, get into the flow of writing and just like, uh, cause it depends. Like the, my more recent episodes have been less technical and more ideas. So that's, it's harder to bullet point uh, like self-compassion. There are some bullet points in there, but it's harder to like, be like, here's the ideas I want to get across. Uh, and uh, that, probably takes another two hours and then it takes about two hours for editing. And then there's also like a bunch of other little things I have to do with like putting together what goes on the website, uh, creating a graphic, put it, posting it to social, uploading it, all that kind of stuff. And that, that takes 30 minutes to 45 minutes, but it's, I'm not great about timing everything, but yeah, I'd say an episode takes seven to 10 hours to, to make. That sounds about right. It's so easy to consume and it's free for the, <laughs> for the listener. So bravo to you for, for Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, um, it, I don't know who's going to hear this, but how does your Patreon, or if anyone's going to hear this, because oh, yeah, as, as ADHD podcasters are like, Hey, why don't, you know, I wonder, like, let's, let's record this as an episode. I asked you, you know, how's it gone the past year? I bet people would want to know. So what the hell? Yeah, the Patreon's been great. Uh, not like I get like have had had hundreds of people. So I have ten patrons now, which is fantastic. Like just be yes. like, hey, these are people that really want to yeah. support the podcast. I appreciate that uh, so much uh, because I I know you don't have to do it. Like I, there are plenty of podcasts I listen to that have patrons that I don't subscribe to. Um, there are podcasts I think I. I'm now making more on Patreon than I am paying on, on Patreon. All right. <laughs> it it, it did, did not start that way, but that was yep. definitely awesome. going to, the other way for a while. One of the beginning perks is like a handwritten thank you card, which has been also like really nice to do. I, I'm a little sad. There's been like a few people that are like, oh, I don't need that. So I send like a thank you card and a sticker and it's, I've actually really enjoyed writing all the thank you cards. It's like a really great gratitude practice to be like, Hey, I'm actually going to give you a thank you. Cause I actually, I really do appreciate it. You know, actually that reminds me, I, I loved your episode on gratitude. And did you know that actually um, the science of positive psychology, it's the scientific study of, of how to live the good life. 
they show that gratitude is one of the best ways to shift your moods that like science supports this, that yeah. is to actually, cause I, um, it, it's such a great practice. Like, I'm so grateful that you're like, I'm going to share this information with the world and yeah. show this. Yeah. I mean, gratitude is, I think one of the best ways to shift your mood, but I think one thing that people often miss is that they just go through the motions. They don't go through the feelings. Mm. Um, and I think, cause they're yeah. like, I'm going to have a gratitude journal where I write down things I'm grateful for, but they don't actually like yeah. try and sit in the feeling of like, Hey, what, what do I actually really appreciate and be like and feel the feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if you're not feeling the feeling, you're not really getting anything. Mm-mm. You're just going through motions, uh, which. Mm, you right. Know. Yeah. Sometimes, There's a time to half-ass and sometimes yeah. not. That's one of them. You don't half-ass gratitude. Yeah. Well, and sometimes like you do need to just go through the motions for a while to build up into doing the thing. Like, you know, you start off doing something just because it's the thing to do. And then after a while, you're like, oh yeah, I really do enjoy this. Like people like find that with exercise where they're like doing exercise for a while. And they're like, this sucks. And then they month later, they're like, I can't miss gym day. I love it. It's feels so good. It's, it turns our brain on. Yeah. It, you know, that's actually, I got diagnosed because when I asked Eric Tivers on my podcast, Mm -hmm. when it was called the running lifestyle show, I said, Eric, what do you do when you don't feel like going on your elliptigo or going to exercise? And he said, I pick up this book by Dr. John Rady called spark. And then shortly after I finally got diagnosed with ADHD. No one had picked up on it. No one. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get diagnosed till I was 23. And when I was in like elementary school, I went to a kid to a school for gifted and dyslexic kids. And there were a ton of kids with ADHD. And I'm like, how did no one pick up that? I also had ADHD that I wasn't just (laughs) dyslexic. I mean, that is like the number one tip off. I feel like it's, if you have a learning disability or challenge, difference, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, or your child has one, get them and yourself check for ADHD. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just like, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know how I was wasn't diagnosed for a while, and then I like, and at first it wasn't life changing because I was just like, okay, this is how I am, and it wasn't until like I started like going, oh, there are things I can actually do that are better for ADHD. Like there are strategies for specific for ADHD that help. And then that's like the real like life changing was like figuring out that, oh, I can, I can work with my ADHD instead of against it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Some things that technically shouldn't be hard or aren't hard for the average person are for us. And there are some things that talking about hyper-focus or getting stuff done. I mean, Give us a deadline and about a half an hour before we'll get it done. And it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just needed that deadline or to see the connections. Well, Will, thank you for doing everything that you do with the podcast, the love you put into it, the time, the work. It is fantastic. After every episode, I feel like, go, Will. And I've gained so much information that helps me be a better person who happens to have ADHD and sees a lot of squirrels. So congratulations <laughs> again on one year of podcasting. Oh, well, thank you so much. And it's just a really fun conversation too. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. 
Hey, thanks for listening. I don't really have any top tips from today's episode, although I hope you still got a lot out of it and got to know me a little bit better. Be sure to check out Carrie's podcast, The Flourishing Experiment, or go check out her website, carriegormley.com. You can find links to that in the show notes at hackingyouradhd.com slash one year. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hacking Your ADHD, or you can leave me a question over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. And if you want, I can even try and answer that question on the air. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best thing you can do is tell a friend an episode you think they'd like. You could also leave me a rating or review on your podcast player, or you can support me directly by supporting my Patreon and getting some cool perks. Just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. The ADHD Rewired Podcast Network also has some other great shows you might want to check out. ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers features in-depth interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts. And ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan also has great interviews, but has more of a family focus. So if you're a parent with ADHD or have a kid with ADHD, definitely check that one out. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, I do a live Q&A with Eric and Brendan every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to register for the next one, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. What do you call a fear of giants? Fee-fi-phobia. Fee-fi-phobia.